BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. I do, love shoes. I do like the gilfs. It's yeah. nice. But the shoes, look good. that's all it sends me. It's a mixture of all that. And now it's a lot of thank you to Fernando. My yeah. entire algorithm is people cooking Dude, isopods. I had, I had dreams about isopods last night. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, uh, isopod dreams. It was so fucking weird. But I wasn't scared of them. I, I hated them. I hate mm-hmm. them when I saw them. But in the dream, I was like, I was kind of fine with them. All right. Sort of weird. I, yeah. I hate like isopods. Working. The I'm worst. working through it. Yeah, you got to. Well, it's the it's the juice. Have you ever seen an isopod cooked? They mm. they do eat them. It's, There's this uh, horrible brown juice that comes out of them when you cut them open. No, are, are Lord. Are we recording? We're recording. Pat, All right. There Pat, we go. You've never seen isopod liquor? Uh, no, <laughs> I, no. I, I'm I'm still still getting over the news you just told me before we started recording that the. Chief suspect in the Tylenol poisonings just passed away. Yes. Oh yeah, the, the what was ripe his young age of seventy six years old, and man, he died a free man. He just, that's the God. luckiest bomber of all time, James it's, Lewis. James Lewis. All of our Gen X heroes are. are this is when they start <laughs> dying. Know. That's what it is. When they start losing them. So how many? So there's two. So now he's gone. So how many Rolling Stones are left? Two. <laughs> I think. Two yeah. Beatles are left. Two guys from the Who. Two mm-hmm. Zeppelins. Yeah, and of course Dylan's are... still hanging in there. Mm-hmm. But we lost Lewis. Hard names when you're oh. in a band. As you get older with dementia, the Who, they literally will just be asking yeah. that. And then Rolling Stones will <laughs> be about wheelchairs fairly soon. Guess so, yes. Yeah, he's on fire. Welcome to the show, everyone. Last hey. podcast on the left. Ben hanging out with Henry and Marcus, plus a special guest today. He's a world renowned. You know him. I don't even gotta give his freaking credits. It's Pat now. Well, thank you so much for being here, Patton. I am DB, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a new book coming out June 20th. It's going to be with Dark Horse. It is no. called Minor Threats. Well, it's coming out July 12th. It's it's out now. It's actually out today. I well, purchased. I got a wrong email. No, Someone's no, no, no. getting fired. <laughs> Someone's getting fired. It's That's okay. what the email says. It's okay. That was the one. There were a couple of uh, comics shops that did get it on June 20th. So That's okay. right. Boom. But it goes wide. Today, as we're recording, we're recording this on July 12th. And you're with one of the widest podcasts that's ever and existed. With, with, uh, physically or like physically physically yes. wide. By the way, oh, God, this is embarrassing. I did the I performed <laughs> at the Black Cat in D.C. This years ago with the Comedians of Comedy, me and oh, Zach. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, of course. You know? uh, the Black Cat, along with the 930 Club, one of my um, hometown uh, uh, music clubs growing up. Not that I ever really got to go there because I didn't have a car. Um, yeah. But... 
We did our show and the place was packed to the walls. And I'm backstage sort of trying to I'm doing the the passive aggressive humble brag thing with a manager like, yeah, wow, we really uh really packed the uh, place out. out. Right. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm wanting him to say, like, yeah, you sold out like so I can go. I sold out the black cat in D.C. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you did really well. And I go, well, I mean, it was, you couldn't move in there. Yeah, it was almost like, it <laughs> was, was, was like, it was yeah, just, like, he goes, like, oh, no, no, he goes, oh, like, it was yeah. definitely packed. It was packed. I go, well I, well, I mean, like, but it was, the, it was, it was definitely sold out. He goes, well, I mean, you know, when it's packed, it holds about, you know, a thousand people and you, and you sold 850 tickets. And I was like, I, I'm sorry. No, I mean, we, we sold way more and you could not move in the place. Right. And he goes, well, we do a lot of like punk shows and, you know, those fans, your, your fans are like, and he did that motion like they're just like physically <laughs> and so we can only fit 850. You know what? That fucking counts. And I'm so sick of us being like ticket ticket sales based upon individuals that Dude, purchase and needs to be based weight, upon weight. Weight of audience. I want it by ma- I want it by BMI index. That's all I want. That's, no, hang on. BMI index is a. Uh, it's a fallacy. It, no, that's not a fallacy. It's redundancy because BMI is body mass index. I want it by BMI measurement. Well, it's a good thing you corrected that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, today we got ourselves after a, six weeks of the Manhattan Project. We wow. were just going to do a nice palate cleanser, which is probably also going to be disgusting. Yeah. My brain is flappy. We've been talking about yeah. all the horrible things we've learned about America for the last like month and a half. Oh, and it, it, it just keeps going. And why stop? Yeah, so stop now. Today we're doing our Relax Fit True Crime Roundup. So this is the time to let out your belt. Yes. I see you got, we all have softer pants on. Oh, it's oh, a yeah. soft pant day. Soft pants. Also, huh. if you have Jeep, if you have a Jeep, be careful. People are putting rubber ducks on them. I, I, just, d- I read that article in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Why America getting so dumb? <laughs> Literally, it was an article in the Wall Street Journal about if you have a Jeep, people are putting ducks on it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know either. I read the article. <laughs> we, he's so Wall scared. Journal. He's so scared. Yellow Wall journal. Street Journal. <gasps> We've got limited uh, column space, guys. Well, my Jeep duck story's got to run. <laughs> My Jeeps, you know, we got you, you tell those people in the submersible that imploded they can wait till Wednesday because oh. my Jeep duck story is going Whatever in. Whatever Brandon William Hurst gets <laughs> is what he gets. Well, we're leaving America for this first story, and All we're right. going to be going to London. A man accused of carrying out castrations on other men and broadcasting the footage on his Eunuch Maker website has appeared in court. Hmm. Oh, man, and, and everyone applauded. <laughs> well, no, obviously, the first question is, did these people volunteered yeah, or have yeah. their genitals Voluntary? cut off. Absolutely volunteers. Every Whoa. single one of them. Well, then then let the man cook. See? How is this <laughs> a crime? The, why is he in court? <laughs> Marius Gustafson, 45, along with eight others, is alleged to have performed extreme body modifications, including the removal of penises and testicles. Good. Mm. The procedures were filmed and uploaded to the website he ran, and subscribers would pay to watch. So hmm. far, great. Monetized. Uh-huh. Don't yeah. see the issue? Yeah. I don't see the issue. It's great for the um, ball jar company. Yes. Uh, literally <laughs> we, fill it with balls. It was weird that their one of their sponsors was Blue Chew. That, that was a little <laughs> was, weird. Well, it's just ridiculous you, yeah. what they're doing that nowadays. Would, that, that's it's just not, not good branding right there. You got to find your audience. I also think it's cheating. 
It is. You should have to do it soft. What am I going to do with all these dick and balls? What a day for this guy. Well, Gustafsson, who is originally from Norway, is said... Well, there's a shock. He's from a weird Scandinavian country, <laughs> and he's cutting off people's uh, balls and dicks? Uh, oh, my God. Wait, don't. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Hey, Pat, you're a really funny comedian. What about what if he was from Russia, and the dick and balls cut you off? Ah, in Very, Russia. Yeah. That's ah. pretty good, huh? Very good. Fair, thank you, Kissel. <laughs> Gustafsson is said to have been the ringleader in a wide-ranging conspiracy involving up to 29 offenses of extreme body modification, the removal of body parts, the trade in body parts, and the uploading of videos. No, it seems to be the UK is an entirely different vibe about all of this stuff because we were talking about before the show. Yeah. So they're all being charged for, was it GBH? GBH, grievous bodily harm. Grievous bodily harm, which I believe in America, you are allowed to not charge somebody for grievous bodily harm. Like, if you go... Well, if they volunteer for it. If you volunteer for it. If you volunteer for it. Yeah. But it seems like Actually, here, the, in this court or in this system, side story is LPOTL at gmail.com if you can explain it to me at all. Like, they, they go in there and they're basically saying, well, if you're cutting somebody dicks and balls off, that's not right. That's not yeah, right. It's not proper. First of it's all, not done. Who are they to tell you? What magistrate has the right to tell you if you can castrate yourself or not? If yeah. the, are they happy afterwards? Oh, absolutely. All so these, I don't. I truly yeah. don't see the problem. The only issue I can see is the interstate travel, uh, the uh, the the uh, selling or the uh, you know shipping what do you of do? genitals and, and, and what, cocks. What what are the what are the genitals? Where are they being sent to? Right. Certain people buy them. Certain people auction. for what? <laughs> well, I actually <laughs> like collection. To, Why? I mean, what do you collect? I, I like to actually. I, I do funny taxidermy with fish. There you go. And I give them big balls. Let me let's tell you something. The, the the kids that go to puppet shows are very jaded. They need something new. You know, they're not, they're not easy to thrill the way they oh, used yeah. to. It's and, puppetry uh, with the penis. Have you seen that cock on Kermit? I was like, why are they adding it? What are they doing to our kids? Pat, you've been around, like, the true crime world in and out. Yeah. Like, yes. Have you dealt with people who sell serial killer memorabilia or just e- macabre memorabilia across yes. the board? I have uh, very much, uh, I know people who do. I've also, there used to be a place on uh, uh, Vermont back in the day. Uh, called Mondo Video Agogo, and they had plenty of uh, serial killer tchotchkes yeah. on the wall, paintings. Uh, there is a place called the Museum of, I believe it's called the Museum of Horrors or something. It's down in, I was filming in, um, oh my God, uh, Savannah, Georgia, and there's a uh, amazing- That's like the most haunted city in yes. America. Well, that is, I will say, that's a crazy haunted city. There mm. are so many ghost crime craziness tours that, that so a couple of which I took and was genuinely blown away at the level of depravity, yeah. not yeah. just historical depravity, kind of recent stuff that, oh, yeah. that had gone on. Why? What happened in Savannah, Georgia? <laughs> there was, there's there? a case and I'm, I, maybe you guys have covered it, but there was a, and I, and I'm only giving you the bare bones because a lot of this I blocked out, but there was a kid. It was a young guy who was like a drug dealer and was trying to buy drugs off of this guy. And he, the guy didn't either didn't have the drugs or didn't have the money that he wants, so he killed him and hmm. burned him to death. Oh, um, and it was was completely dead to rights. But his parents were crazy rich and powerful in the area. Oh, yeah. This is in the seventies, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> completely got him off. And he walked around just free, everyone knowing you dismembered and burned a guy yeah. to death. And then he opened up restaurants and each of their names one was called like the inferno it was almost oh, like a wow. fuck well, you leaned in and, and one of them was still open and they showed it to me it was like and that's the guy 
that like the guy's still alive. <laughs> See him out there with a the grill and place, stuff, like, like big cucks <laughs> Yeah, it's this weird, like, I can do whatever I want. And and, yeah. and there was also this unspoken thing. This is in the late 70s, early 80s of like, he only killed a drug dealer. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. He tortured and burned, like, beyond, the guy yeah. is clearly insane. Yes. And now he's running restaurants. <laughs> to be fair, most chefs are insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's high that. end place. Yeah. I've, I've that's seen... season three of The Bear, by the way. Yeah. They're gonna... <laughs> well, I was, uh, Jake, uh, yeah. the, the uh, bar rescue is really getting dark these days. <laughs> it's really, really getting yeah. dark. Wait, if you I, through... I just stabbed him in the chest. Yes, chef. <laughs> yes, chef. Okay, I'm burning him up. Yes, chef. <laughs> I would rather be burned to death, though, than burned sort of to be st- left alive just a little bit. Complete. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, complete job, it. Yeah. Wait, those in those memorabilia stores, a lot of times I feel I've seen a lot of the the, the idea of chasing down human remains and trying to oh figure boy. out where they are properly sourced, it's mm, extremely difficult. Yeah. We cover it on side stories all the time. People just sell illegal human body parts twenty four seven. So dicks well, and balls in a in a jar actually sounds like merch. Yeah. yeah. It is. And and there's a there's also like a big trade. Again, there are a lot of genuinely horrible Holocaust deniers out there, but there are some mm-hmm. people, it's not that they're, they're denying the Holocaust, they are trying to expose the charlatans that are selling fake um, Holocaust memorabilia. Oh, and to, to, yeah, you I mean like fake lampshades made of human skin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. yeah. There's a huge market, which is so fucking creepy. It is. Um, and, and also just, you know, it, it muddles the record because then if you have enough fake stuff out there, then the actual... Holocaust denying assholes can go see it's yeah. all fake. Yeah, so right. you gotta oh, nip yeah. that shit in the butt. Oh, that's so why, I, Rob. Can you actually cancel what we got for Pat? <laughs> because <laughs> we were gonna thank him for being on the show. We were, we were yeah. Uh, How wow. much time is left on that eBay auction? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna say, withdraw. The world's smallest violin, or in my case, a normal size violin, for the person <laughs> who is upset that his lampshade made of human skin was fake. <laughs> I was doing it really Jewish skin. Uh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. It's a, it is a Whatever. very, I mean, again, it's the line from Rangers in Arizona, man, they ought to sell tickets. I'd buy one. You know, just there, there's people that there. And look, I'm not even judging them because I'm absolutely drawn to all that shit. I'm oh, yeah. drawn to all that shit. That is in me too. But there has to be a moment where you look at yourself and go, yeah. what am I? Well, Ooh, is there footage of that? <laughs> I got cut off. I, I both self and then my wife asked me gently, just being like, let's not have any more serial killer memorabilia yeah. in the home unless yeah. I, the pieces I have were given to me. Yeah. So right, at least I've right. never, I will say it was never, I've never spent money, yeah. but it yeah. is like, but it does, there's a whole market and it's just crazy just how, because Marcus loves human bones. And I actually am oh, in possession Lord. of quite a few humans. Like I have a human collarbone. I have some skull and fragments. Where were these sourced? Uh, the collarbone you know it's funny i don't remember ah, great <laughs> oh good someone just handed See, me, disturbing someone just all. handed me a collarbone at a live show and i'm like this is a, they're like this is a human collarbone and then you meet so many people you yeah. meet so and many they tell people you so many stories Listen, and i can't do. be chasing all these waterfalls yeah <laughs> i do know though that all the human skull fragments that i have those are plague victims that have been dug up over the years for, uh-huh. in various english archaeological we go back expeditions. to you're at a live show <laughs> Because a lot of performers yeah. are having stuff thrown at them these days. I just hope Notice that, that <laughs> you don't have a, a you know a pelvic bone tossed at you <laughs> while you're saying your goodnights. To be fair, no. I think the audience is very respectful of the bones. They are. We've received vials of blood. Uh, we've received somebody's Jesus. father's yeah. ashes, I still which have, I thought was a little creepy. I still have the ashes of Philip yeah. Mellon. It's in a, a tiny it air. Pl- it it's was... in an airplane bottle of vodka, and it has the name <laughs> Philip Mellon Aww. written on its side. Didn't someone just throw their mother's ashes at pink 
at a concert. Yes. Oh yes. my they goodness. threw I their mother's ashes at Pink and their ashes got on her. And oh, so, do you think that really? I, uh, there's were, footage of it. You were you actually believe an artist is responsible enough <laughs> to properly dispose of your mother's no. ashes. You are yeah. incorrect. She's gonna go take a shower in the day room and that's it. <laughs> and, and then your mom's gonna your mom's gonna haunt the green room at the at the uh, Citibank Center. That's it. Maybe that's, that's all that's gonna happen. Perhaps that's what she always wanted to do. Maybe yeah. Perhaps. Let's get back to the cock and balls yeah. in London. Yeah, Thank just yeah, you. yeah. Keep yeah. See how you feel about that when you're watching the polyphonic spree get changed <laughs> in between shows. You just see some bunch of like, sweaty Whoa. hippies. Like, oh man, how do they go on tour with this many people? <laughs> the GBH charges include the removal of a man's penis, the mm-hmm. clamping of another's testicles and the freezing of a leg, which required amputation. And the freezing hmm. of a leg, I've seen that a lot in various amputation fetish communities where what they do is they actually free, they use dry ice to oh, freeze like, the like leg completely. Liquid nitrogen. They liquid dip nitrogen, it in there. yeah. Oh, and then they just like yikes. tap, tap, tap it off and then it's gone. Yeah, that's good. They got to fucking hurt. Oh, they, there, there's a there's a whole there's a I believe it's a either Japanese or Korean movie called The Men Behind the Sun, which is yeah. about oh, of course. all of yeah. these. Oh, yeah. Horrific, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, um, experiments that were done, and and what part of them was the freezing the arms and then just Dude, snapping them off? That off, is oh, yeah. one of the nastiest movies I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Also, yeah. The I pressure think chamber, the pressure yeah. chamber. Uh, I think about it all the time. Me too. My <laughs> goodness, but I would just put but, the leg outside again, the window of the uh, Snowpiercer. But like, but the people again, they sign up for this stuff. They do sign up for this stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of the legal gray area that right. they're in there. But on the other hand, it's legal everywhere or legal gray area everywhere else. Else, but it seems like in England, it's very cut and dry. There's so many guys no pun that are intended. Going- <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sitting right there. Am I not going to cut and um, <laughs> dry ice? But I don't now, know yeah, why. I, but I feel like they just have a lot more. How do you put it? It's in, in the UK. They're a little bit more. Uh, their their ickiness towards certain societal aspects, like they try to they put into their legal system. Well, yeah, I, I think it also, and I'm just speculating here. This might also have to do with the fact that they have socialized healthcare. So, pe- if people are injuring themselves, if people are, cutting, yeah. they become kind of you know wards of the state. They're gunking up the they're system. They're gunking up the system. But here in America, you do that to yourself. You just get tossed off to the side of the road, and we don't got to right. worry about you no more. Also, right. I think. It, it, England has a much, much longer history, and I'm sure that it is psychically scarred a lot of them, even on a DNA uh, epigenic level of mutilation and torture and real horrors just within the city itself. I got a I was very lucky to have a a very deep kind of exclusive tour of the Tower of London. And if you ever go to England, Mm. it it sounds very touristy. Go visit the Tower of London. Yeah, it is fucking fascinating. That place was basically Abu Ghraib during Victorian times oh, in the middle go. of the city. And oh my fucking God, the shit they would do there to people. When you went in there, you didn't come out. Oh yeah. And you were, you were, would you, that be where they would put you in the pit? And then basically you were in the bottom of a toilet for the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. I don't like and, it. And, and you, and you, why are you in the tower of London? Uh, queen was in a bad mood. God, and cool. it just sent people there like, and, and it had nothing to do with, like Sir Walter Raleigh was in the fucking Tower of London because he he bored her one day. All right, take him to the tower. Oh, uh, God, you better start licking her fucking toes yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> as soon as she looks remotely close to you, better pee- penis. And there's all the spots where they're like 
They beheaded people. Here's where you know King Henry killed all. You know, it's just fucking nuts. Well, Marcus and Henry had a chance to tour the church in Edinburgh, oh, yeah, where the they used to friars. just yeah in yeah. the mornings they would they, behead and well, then they, they would just a, go on with the service. Basically, they had an outdoor concentration camp where they were in the 1600s. They just yeah. chained up a bunch of people in a field and let them die there. Yeah, and then it became extremely, uh, extremely haunted. And yep. then what they did, they ran out of room for the bodies, so what they would do is dig them out. They would dig everything out. They would smash up bones and stuff. All these people, the first layer of bodies, they just die there. And then they'd drop them like 20 feet under and then put the old bodies back on top to the mm. point where something like 250,000 bodies were inside of the cemetery. And then they wanted to redo the city, but they needed to move the cemetery. So they dug it all up and then used the remnants of the bones that were in that cemetery to build half of new Edinburgh. Yep. Yeah. And of course, so if they, you look in Edinburgh and you see all the walls, like all the stones there, and you see white flecks. So in the stones, it's literally human bones, which is why that place is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's very haunted because they moved the tombstones, but they didn't. Move the bodies. Right. No. no, they made the bodies into an escalator. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's a city built on yeah, bones. Yeah. It's freaking horrifying. It's awesome. Fuck. Live from your grave. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? 
you know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, here's the little twist when it comes okay. to the eunuch maker. When the eunuch maker himself appeared in court, he was in do, a do, wheelchair. Do, 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 uh, <laughs> the eunuch <laughs> maker. <laughs> Hello. Ah, yes. Nothing better goes. All right. So he was in a wheelchair. Basically, he was in a wheelchair. I do love that all Mentos ads were just yeah. like, were you drunk last night and hungover? <laughs> hey, do you have a job interview you forgot about? Try Mentos. Mentos. <laughs> So hang on, he's he's wheeled in in a wheelchair. He's wheeled in in a wheelchair because he himself is a eunuch. He had oh. had he had had his own leg, penis, and nipple removed. Hey, I by, mean, wait, by himself? Uh, by other people. Uh, so it's a whole community. It's a I, whole community. Yeah, there's trust, like there's like nine guys in court. Would you Look, trust a huge dick eunuch maker? No, 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 no. You don't I need trust, to see the process. You don't trust a skinny a, a skinny chef. You don't trust a short basketball coach, and you do not trust. Trust a eunuch maker with a huge cotton That's bus. right. Yep. Well, oh my God! I never thought of it that way. He has to be. He has to be into it. Look, he has to. I, I gotta say. I mean, at least with all this social media and all this, at least they're socializing. Like they're, <laughs> they're meeting people. They're talking to other people. Come on. And they're like, it's 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 hands on arts and crafts. It is. It you is. know. And he's also a client. I actually think the fact that <laughs> I'm he also is, a client. Also a client. I think that that totally changes it. I oh, really yeah. do because he's participating. He's into it. 
I'm going to say it again. He's like he's talking it. He's yeah. not. Yeah. We talk about Q like that, about how Q was about the friends they made along the way. The January really was. 6th was really just about like them finally all getting to see yeah, all of nice. these buddies they've mm-hmm. been talking to online for so long and finally they're all in one spot that on is, vacation. Uh, you know how hard it is to get my friends on vacation oh, yeah. together? I, I've said this before. People that say um, MAGA people and Q people are lost. I'm like, no. They're, for the first time in their lives, they've been found. It's the only time in their life they've ever felt spotted or found or in. They're not lost. No, that's the problem. They are actually there on mission for the first time in their lives. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that's why being, it's hard to get heard for the first yeah. time. Someone's making space for them in yeah. this little community. And, and so it doesn't matter when people go, oh, I, I just showed it video of Trump saying one thing, but then he said a different thing. I said, they don't care. They don't. No, it has nothing to do community. with Trump. It has nothing. To, it's just like, I have friends. No, they're being I've makes, never had friends. They're no. being made to feel special for the first time for in the their lives. For the first lives. time. Yeah. And, and, and they know it's the only time in their lives they're going to feel like this. If this all collapses, I mean, a lot of the, uh, I'm sure a lot of the Nazi torturers and, and a lot of the torturers in South America, uh, when those regimes fell, uh, they 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 didn't miss the I'm sure they missed the torture because they were fucking psychos. But sure. they miss. Oh, my God. Where's my prestige? Where's my people listening to me for the first time? They in all become life? the candelabra from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, sitting, gaining, you know, they're they're, they're gathering dust. They're mm-hmm. wondering where their purpose is. Yeah. Well, back to this story here. These guys truly did have a community. They even appeared in court together. The Aww. eunuch maker <laughs> appeared <laughs> alongside Peter Waits, 65 years old, who was charged with conspiracy to cause GBH with intent. Waits is alleged to have been involved with nine of the 29 incidents, while the Romanian national, Ion Seacure, 28, <laughs> who works in a hotel in Scotland, is said to be have been involved in Two, Seacure, who appeared separately, faces the same count of conspiracy to cause GBH, and all three men were remanded in custody ahead of their next appearance. Well, that's all you got to do to mend the age gap. Just yeah. get a huge gap of a gaping wound between mm-hmm. your legs. Yeah. 64 and 28. When was the last time you saw a 64-year-old and a 28-year-old hanging out? Uh, I saw some stuff on the internet. Keep well, that's your lemon party. That's your whole thing. You're a no, guilt guy. You can always <laughs> count <laughs> on me. For sure. For sure. That's what <laughs> friends are for. <laughs> My balls. Oh, God. Now, wasn't the thing called, isn't their crew called the Nullos? <laughs> the Nullos. Well, that's these guys are said to be a part of a larger movement called oh, the Nullos. There's more of them. <laughs> but it's a cute name. It, it sounds it, it, like a marshmallow cookie. It does. Yeah, it's a cute name. They're, they're called... You, they're got called an, you got an A-plus on your math? Have some Nullos. Oh, I love <laughs> Wait, you study. You work so hard. I'm really proud of you. Well, a Nullo, it's short for, you know, nullification. Yeah. They also call themselves smoothies. Mm, well, cute. Wait a minute. Mm. I wonder if that's um, from the show that I was on, Happy, because there's a hitman who is a self eunuch and his name is Smoothie. Oh, that's, oh, that's actually very and, uh, it could and be. It's an amazing. Oh, Happy is great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Well, they're the, the main hitman on that show, played by an incredible actor. He he should have gotten an Emmy for that. And role. I just think it's ridiculous when they say Patton Oswalt hasn't had a social impact. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've inspired multiple cock and balls to be released. From the body that doesn't want them. But it's not just cock and balls. Oh. Smoothies can oh. also be women. There are also women called smoothies. They have their vagina voluntarily stitched closed. Whoa. And they have their nipples, breasts, and clitoris removed completely. Wow. Wait a minute, how do, oh, okay. 
So that man, they don't. That's, they must be such fast swimmers. I know the question you're going to ask. They leave a tiny they urethra. Leave the urethra, right, urethra yeah, yeah. is right next to the anus, so that you know they sit down to pee, and that's where everything works out. I'm going to tell you, I don't, I'm not speaking for all women, but if I was a woman, I definitely would want that pee pee coming on my belly button because that's fun. <laughs> that's a new thing. It's something else. That's boring. Well, yeah. it'd be difficult that you'd have to surfboard it. You'd have to. Be- yeah. You have to boogie kind of belly <laughs> belly plank. board. It. Yeah, you have to plank yeah. every plank time. I mean, I guess that frees up a lot of time for the rest of your life if you're working on other stuff. Their Duolingo scores must be crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like yeah, they've got all kinds Russian of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the oh famous my. Nullos is Mao Sugiyama, a Japanese artist and asexual activist who in 2012 had his genitals surgically removed cooked and served to paying guests at a public banquet. Oh, Sugiyama, uh-huh. who uses the nickname Ham Saibel, mm-hmm. also had his nipples removed. Ham Saibel sounds like an open mic comedian that only talks about sandwiches. Um, He's I, not opening for you this tour. Ham Saibel? Sa- he, you know, we... Um, uh, falling out? We had a little bit of a falling out. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he, 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 he caught me standing up peeing and he took it as a... <laughs> Took it as an attack. I was like, I, I'm totally cool with your life. He's like, yep. he's a little militant. He's a little militant. It, it's unfortunate. But hang on, he served his genitals at a banquet. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. And, you and know there's what? genital. We got genitals all day, chef. I actually genitals all day, chef. Genitals all day. And fire those genitals now. Fire everything. Yes, chef. You mentioned he's an activist. We love activism oh, in many yeah, ways. Yeah. Sure, That's how sure, social change occurs. But yeah. what's the message? The message is that asexuals should be free to be asexuals oh, and should okay. not be shamed for being asexual. I agree are, with wait, that. Hang on, but but are people shaming asexual people? Apparently. Well, well I, I don't know. I feel like it is one of those being like, okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Did it happen this afternoon or is this just a general sense? Because you're you're just you're eating the dick and balls because yeah. you want to have a fun party. In, in, in their yeah. defense, I would say it seems like whatever sexual uh thing you have whether it affects people or not there is there seems to be there's also and i wonder when they're going to start demanding their rights there seems to be a section of the population that their turn on or that the thing that fuels them is being outraged at what any other person's choice is like oh yeah if they Mm -hmm. like and and now that like i guess you know gay and lesbian are, are kind of just accepted and no one gives a shit now they're going hard on trans people in oh, another yeah. generation. No one will give a fuck about trans people, so they're still going after it. whatever. It, they, there's, in, but I'm waiting for the p- people that go. But my my turn on is to be angry at people, right. and you are squashing on my <laughs> right. My thing is to like like how far will this go? Oh yeah, dude. I feel but, like it's, look, it's, by the way, gay and lesbian people never affected anybody. No, but no. of course people were outraged. So of course. Yeah, ace- you affect people even less. You're asexual. Asexual <laughs> literally doesn't affect anyone. Yeah, anyone. But of course, there will be someone going. Wait a minute. What do you say? He is he's he doesn't care about sex. Ah, I'm pissed off. Like they, <laughs> right. they, and, and, they, and they say it barely suppressing a smile. They're so excited. They have something new to be angry about. Well, that's it? why I feel like the same movement. It's going to be the, the next foodie movement is going to be <laughs> bad food. It's going to be food that specifically tastes bad and oh. looks like shit. I and think you it all might have already to go, be that You have to go way. and be like, whoa, this is incredible how bad this is. We're going to be yeah. hyper-irony where it's like nothing yeah. nothing is real anymore. Have like, you been to that new restaurant, Gray? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, it's all, they're doing an all-room temperature tasting menu. Yeah, it so. is revolting. It's well, fucking uh, vent. It, I'm get, on a waiting list. I couldn't get in. I'm I on a three. I got to wait, wait for someone to cancel. And when they text you, you got to get down there immediately. 
immediately. <laughs> They've got this ham that came from a certain part of the shoulder that they couldn't get for years yeah. until technology came around. It's called people, yeah. people wouldn't eat it. Yeah. So oh, they're how? doing they're doing dashboard sushi this weekend. Yeah. Oh god, it's gonna be so yeah. good. It, it's 105 degrees on Saturday. It's really amazing. Yeah. Oh, Environmentally warm. Yeah. <laughs> Cal- California rolls tempura. Oh. Um, how many people got fed? From this person's cock and balls. Yeah. It doesn't say exactly. How many did he feed? It doesn't say. That'd be a bragging right. Seriously. Oh, I fed, I fed a whole soccer team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, really? I was just an amuse-bouche. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was a I crudo. Think, <laughs> uh, it was a... I think I could do a table of four for a nice brunch. I think my genitalia could serve, you know, there would oh. have to be some sides. Five. Five oh, people? Yeah, he cooked, wow. seasoned, and served bite-sized morsels of his testicles, scrotal sack, and mm. penis mm. to five gourmands who dished out $250 apiece for the rarities. And he says that his lost penis, at its most erect, was 6.3 inches. Fantastic. Hmm. Now, but Absolutely this is... Fantastic. <laughs> when it comes down to it, though, obviously with cooking, you're going to have some shrinkage. I do wonder what that looks like at the end oh, of the day. Yeah. You, it's got to be... Do you I boil it? Watching... Does it get bigger? Do you... Oh. They have video footage of it, and yeah. I did watch it, and it is kind of thing... Of the feast? Of the feast, oh. and it really, to be honest, it is just two bites per... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of annoying, because yeah. what if you really liked it? I think yeah. you have to go... You have to prepare oh, to go God. eat after. What if you really liked it? Like, oh, I got to find a place to get... Fuck. How the fuck he am I, I loved that. That was so good. And that becomes your weird craving. And yeah. you're up late on DoorDash, like just putting the word penis, <laughs> nothing's coming up. Going on, God go damn right it. to Grinder. <laughs> Going on Craigslist, be like, how attached to your dick are you? Yeah. Do you want to separate? I mean, I guess theoretically, you could cook anything and make it palatable if you're a good enough cook. I suppose so. You I see that? There's a short film by. Um, Les Blank called Werner Herzog Eats a Shoe. You've seen that, right? No. When, that when Les Blank made his first movie, uh, Gates of Heaven, a documentary about Pet Cemetery. It's I love one of the Gates best. Gates of Heaven. It's incredible. It's amazing. But Werner Herzog told him when he started, he goes, If you finish this, I will eat my shoe. Like, you'll never finish this movie. Mm-hmm. And then he finished it. And when they premiered in Berkeley, Werner Herzog flew over and Alice Waters from Shea Panese. And there's a whole documentary, 20 minutes. You can watch it for free on Canopy. She cooks his boot and he eats it at the premiere. No That's shit. Awesome. Oh, and incredible. he's like choking. It's like a leather boot. But she like, she marinates it in duck fat for three days, mm. stuffs it with tomatoes and shell. Like it oh, looks yeah. freaking delicious. But he's still at the premiere, like eating it going, I don't like cowards. And he's just shooting <laughs> yeah. on this leg. He's so oh, good. he's such an icon. He's the best. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, 70 additional guests <laughs> so showed up to this penis eating. So five oh. people got the penis, but the 70 other people there, they also got food. They got to eat beef and crocodile. I've had crocodile. Crocodile's good. Yeah, it's okay. good. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah. just like yeah. it's it's salt, it's sea-based chicken. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I had someone I was in uh, Melbourne uh, at this little restaurant I found on the laneways. And I was like, oh, I got to try something exotic. And and I got some crocodile and it tasted fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Delicious. Well, that alligator. Yeah. yeah. Do it's, you know the case of Issei Sagawa that is also in, yes, in Japan? So, uh, uh, who's also uh, walking around free. Just because you know, over there we were doing study, uh, uh, we're doing research for a big series coming up about the, essentially the J- Japanese criminal justice system and how they persecute people. And what they do is they spend like years deciding if somebody's crazy or not. And then if they decide that you're too crazy, that you're not 
technically responsible for these crimes due to mental illness. Mm-hmm. They put you in protective custody like they did with Issa Sagawa. So that's why he's allowed to live his life because he's just like, yes, I'm an unrepentant cannibal and I mm-hmm. wish I could do it again. And he's basically he's a dry cannibal. So he's wow. waiting to do it again, but well, he's walking around. But they have a whole different view of this in that way because they kind of decide, they're like, oh, you're you're legally cuckoo bananas. Like you're allowed but, to be. Uh, are they so also operating it- under the idea of like, well, he scratched his itch. He he did. Yes. So he probably won't do it again. Is he, that their but thinking? What if they watch him. They yeah. essentially he's on a kind of like an eternal parole. Yeah, he could relapse. So it's sort of like an alcoholic. Is always an alcoholic even after they stop drinking. He yeah. talks about he ruminates wow. on it because he writes comic book after comic book that because he, he he made a lot of money off his own crimes. Yeah, but wow. he they allow him to as long as he lives in his little like state approved apartment. Actually, sounds kind of nice. Yeah, I will yeah. say these, <laughs> these people over there who had the alligator. You know, they're like, ooh, how exotic. We got alligator. And then there's a table being like, we had fucking cock and balls. <laughs> so maybe you're not as exotic yeah. as you think. Because, you know, there's one food critic over there being like, mm, I think I've had better balls before. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move on to our next story. Yes. This next story, this is labor crime. Ooh, ooh fun. Yeah. Labor. The owners of a Northern California Taquiera chain will pay $140,000 in back wages and damages after federal investigators found they used a fake priest to elicit quote unquote confessions of wrongdoing from their employees. I love this shit. <laughs> I love the idea because I love uh, teams of goons and I love calling up your old buddy because how much fun would that be if you got called up from your friend you never work and he's like, hey, listen, will you fake being a priest and elicit a bunch of confessions from my friends from my co-workers about work-based crimes? I'd be like, wow. yes. <laughs> I think technically this is a stolen valor. It, it, yeah. These priests need to step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Labor officials began looking into allegations that employees weren't being paid overtime wages at the Sacramento area chain Takiera Garibaldi in May 2021. As investigators contacted employees, they learned that a man who purported to be a priest had been introduced by the owner to, quote unquote, get the sins out of the <laughs> restaurant workers. And of course, the priest began the meetings with a prayer uh, and he asked employees whether they were loyal to the owner and whether they had ever stolen from him. Uh, first of all, they work in a restaurant. Do you have in 10 hours? Because yeah. the sins are many. Yeah. That's all they do is hang out, fuck each other and cook. I remember going to Catholic school and having to confess. So weird when you just talk to another old man about how you jerked off and then he's like, mm, go on. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, I, I don't like the whole confession thing. It's nasty. Well, that's what I understood as a kid. I was implicitly against as a little boy. I grew up, I wanted to be an altar. I wanted to be a priest. I was an altar boy. I was involved in all this stuff. I remember at one point being like, why do I have to tell you what I do? And the guy's like, I said, I'm a butler for God. And I'm just like, but I don't understand. <laughs> butler for God. Like, uh, you're yeah. just, you well, go draw what? his bath and leave me alone. Yeah, why can't I talk directly to the boss? Yeah, yeah, that's a little weird. So you were you were like the Karen version of a young Catholic. My, man, I'd like to speak to uh, God right now. Um, I feel uh, like this. Excuse man, me. Yeah, because this because also then turned out was a massive scandal within my church, and I was one of the only kids not molested. And I think it's just because I would have used it for material. Yeah, there's yep. as the, a church, the church that we went to back in Virginia, St. Catherine of Siena. We were a very lapsed Catholic family, but we did go briefly to a church called St. Catherine of Siena, and there was a guy a guy who was there that would. He would go to the priest and he would he would like complain about families that weren't coming dressed nice enough for his tastes. And um, I like a complaint department. Well, hang on. That that guy turned out to be Robert Hansen. (gasps) 
the big spy. No yeah. Shit. yeah, he That's was. Awesome. Uh, now I don't know if he ever reported my family. I mean, we didn't dress great, but he was this because he was that super cra- like Opus Day. Like yeah. he was deep into it, and his whole thing was, you know, uh, they, I don't like the way those kids are. Like he would rat out these. Time is it is like we're just trying to come to church and you yeah, know, yeah 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 this shouldn't be like, this is not a yeah this is not a Michelin star yeah, restaurant exactly. I'm supposed to and also we're not dressing for you you fucking creep yeah weird. so yeah just the whole thing so. we're dressing but yeah that was Robert Hansen folks that's so oh, interesting his little hollowed out tree stump <laughs> <laughs> that's where he kept the film yeah well you know yeah. you gotta anyway. keep it somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. Well, former employee Maria Parra said in her sworn declaration, quote, as soon as the confession started, I found the conversation to be strange and unlike normal confessions. Oh, unlike normal ones. <laughs> where I would the tell, ones- <laughs> so where I would tell a priest about the sins I wanted to confess. Right. The priest mostly had work related questions, which I thought was strange. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> At least honestly, that's fine for me. Like, I don't want to talk about masturbating. Yeah, or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask me, like, do you think you put in enough at the store today? Being yeah. like, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I pissed in the fry later one day. I was, <laughs> That'll do it. A good, I'm yeah. more of a social scientist. <laughs> Man, he he just died, Robert Hansen. He just died. Yeah, in uh, in that Colorado Supermax, I believe. Oh yeah, he? I didn't. Yeah. Know. yeah, they kept him on their lock and key. I didn't oh, know. Oh yeah, that's yeah, insane. Beautiful him smile. Oh, just really, really fetching. Winning. He's flirting. He's really winning. Like his yeah, picture's flirting back. Yeah, is, is, he he wink, was, is he winking at me? I heard he was very well dressed. A lot better dressed than that Oswald family. <laughs> Those ragamuffins. <laughs> oh, ragamuffins. Yeah. yeah, it was Robert Hansen. Well, of course, this employer has now been uh, made to pay 35 employees a total of $140,000 in back wages. He was one of those oh. pieces of shit that used, yeah. he pulled together tips and used that to pay managers. Oh, yeah. Fuck you know, him. Just, just a horrible piece of shit. Uh, but however, the government has been unable to identify the priest. He's not flipping on the priest. Oh. Well, can't the guy just go become a priest? Can't you just go do that? Yeah. No, and then he's it, bona fide. It's a process. You have to go live with a bunch of weird men in a in a dorm room, and then you have to go. It's a, it's very th- it's a thing because when I wanted to join the seminary, you started like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, mm. you go oh, in there. Oh, it's not like the Universal Life Church. It's a whole. You gotta. It's a universe. Do your time in boot camp. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to go and learn. I think that the pre- yeah the pre- Catholic priests have like a barrier to entry. Like oh, you're yeah. supposed to be especially fucked up. Well, I know you're definitely supposed to be an alcoholic. They love wine. <laughs> Catholic priests, they have alcoholism yeah. rates through the roof. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Well, local church authorities are completely confident he was not a priest of the Diocese of Sacramento. So he was, oh. in fact, just some guy. Yes, All some right. guy. Yes, some guy. I kind of trust him more. Yeah. Well, when we were in Rome, we were, going, we were doing tour in Europe. And I went to, because they have Vatican shops. Where you oh, can yeah, go yeah, and yeah. civilians can go. And oh. so I'm going to try to go the next time and you can get the full no regalia. Shit. And then you just drive. I bet you get free basketball tickets. Like I mentioned, if you just dress up mm. like that, people give you shit, right? You might also get egged and then kids might just roll down the window <laughs> and be like, and you want to fuck me? I'm a child. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the most. If a man uh, showed up at your show in full Roman Vatican and he's been like, one ticket, please. Uh, like, yeah. Would you? You'd be like, yeah, let him in, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, look, he took the time to go to the Spirit Halloween store to let him in. <laughs> yeah, that's I, you know, true. He made the trip down to Irvine. <laughs> right from your grave. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy. Thanks to Bark. Because dog can't give you its opinion. 
And every month we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. And then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys. And she's a murderer. She rips these things up. But, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them. And our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah, very key. You got to communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me, because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does, will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank, I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today. Right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. <laughs> I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in. Especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy, but you still refuse and you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls, and sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, 
So now is Blue Nile. Because every time I call, they pick up with their 24-7 customer support. And they hear all about my hands hurting and how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Dude, uh, thank you so much for being here. So now we've been, we've been talking about Unix. Oh, yeah. We're talking about fake priests. Yeah. We should talk a little bit about your comic book. Yeah. Minor threats. It's, oh, got, it's out already. I had one big question I wanted sure. to ask because it's just straight up from a writer's perspective because I saw what you did and it's one of those where it kind of blows my mind. So the whole thing is about like, if you want to do a quick your well, log line, it's you want to hit <laughs> it. Yeah. Hey, Patton, hit us with the elevator pitch. Yeah, <laughs> could you sell us in the elevator? Like quick little elevator pitch. Okay, well, um, we're uh, going ooh. to the hundred and fiftieth floor, so you have yeah. about twenty five minutes. First off, I sorry about that. I just ate a Chipotle, but um, <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's part of the pitch. Uh, it's ba- it's called Minor Threats, and it is about low level C D level supervillains, the working class ones. They they don't want to take over the world. I want to rob a bank. I want to live good for nine months, rob another one. I got, I got crappy powers or no powers. I just have a gimmick and a costume. And in this world where superheroes and supervillains exist, an A-level supervillain kills an A-level superhero's sidekick, the equivalent of the Joker killing Robin. Yeah. And now this world's Batman, who's called the Insomniac, and, and his group called the Continuum of oh, their nice. Superman, the Green Lantern, are coming down on the city like a ton of bricks. It's basically becoming a police state immediately because like it's when a cop gets shot. Yeah. They just come down so hard. And the criminal underworld is we can't operate if this is happening. Let's there's no honor in this world. Let's capture this A list guy, hand him over to the heroes. We get a little credit in the favor bank. And so it's there they gotta survive the night of this superhero police state all of a sudden and battle this A level villain. Who's who extremely is, he's extremely dangerous. It. Yeah. Extreme it's called the stick man. And he is very he's one of those just crimes for crime's sake. He is not in it for money. It's that esoteric, like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm here yeah. to change reality. And they're like, yeah, we don't need that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> yeah. reality's fine. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're doing My fine. reality is I owe uh, this guy 10 grand, so I need to knock over <laughs> yes. uh, this payroll place. Well, I love that scene when she's with her, the main character's with her mom, and her. she's like, but I yes. need money. She's like, go rob a bank, Go then. rob a bank. <laughs> I taught you. Her mom is an old supervillain. The, the main character is this, a uh, woman named Playtime who is, um, she can, has this sort of ability to turn like any kind of toy or anything into like weapons and stuff. And her mom was this supervillain called the Toy Queen. So she was raised in the life. And now she has to work with all these other desperate, there's a guy called Pigeon Pete who was <laughs> I met him before. The, yeah. I actually met him in a bar in Wisconsin. Yeah, once. yeah, it's like a, it's a big wangs logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, it was very ironic. By the time I was walking out of the bathroom, I was walking like a penguin. Yeah, hello. Um, yeah, he uh, he was one of those guys that was big in the '60s when they would use his pigeons for um, you know sending messages, secret stuff. It's, I love it's a good all pigeon. obsolete. Yeah, so there's just all these different. There's a crime doctor called Scalpel. Yeah, you know, bent doctor. Yeah, she's great. Uh, yeah, so there's all these different, and then we go into their different backstories and personalities. How do they get to this point where they're all this desperate? And it's also our way of going. This is what it must have felt like for the comics characters 
in the 70s when comics suddenly got very adult and very gritty. When yeah. people like Frank Miller and Alan Moore came along like, do I still exist in this world? Yeah. So, yeah. What's Kite Man going to do? What is, literally, what what's the Red Bee supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, now that everybody's awesome. a fucking militant, hyper, yeah, exactly. police state yeah. maniac. Yeah. Uh, but do, when you make that world, because yeah. I was like, all right, so the first thing I was like, I was like, Holy shit. It's, it feels like a lived-in world. Yes. When you do that, how do you go about making a world of superheroes? Do you just write a list of names and then decide what's cool and what like what their attributes are? Or you like- know, I, I mean, part of it is we just, I mean, you sit down and you make up lists of cool names that you think would be amazing superheroes. And then uh, and then you have your artist. We have this great artist named uh, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Scott Hepburn. He's so oh my god! So yeah, just the right amount of grit. Yes, and he like with our descriptions. Me and my my writing partner, this guy Jordan Blum, who's brilliant. And when you write a comic script, it's not it's a lot like writing a screenplay. You kind of write the action out, and your artist is your cinematographer, and they figure out okay, here's how it will be blocked out. Here's what things. But he's also the costume designer. He designs what these characters will look like, what their costumes will look like, what their equipment will look like. So yeah, that starts building. Your artist begins to build the world too. And then when you see what they do, you go, oh, then this should happen if that, you know. And one thing you'll notice in the background, what we really wanted to do was show a world that has suffered 60 years of comic book continuity. Mm. What would that look like? Yeah. Like, so there in the background, there are the the rubble and the wreckage from huge crossover events huge world type events that have hasn't been totally cleaned up. I yeah. love the idea of uh, them building a housing projects on the skeleton of a kaiju. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's uh, going to hell. Because yeah. in, like, in my yeah. head, immediately, I was like, and that's a fucking adult swim show. You know, like, that's literally yeah. its own show inside yeah. of each one. That's what we're trying. We're working on a comic book for Dark Horse, too, where it's the same thing where you're like, I want certain things in the background appear like you drop in a whole other thing. It could be its own story. And yeah, and you never even reference it. It's there. You can yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that that housing community, we're like, make it look like a, a, a Jaeger has just defeated a Kaiju. They're both in pieces on the ground. And then what have people built around it? Think of like the High Line in New York. Yeah. yeah. Something abandoned that people then built up. Or like when you see those cool communities of old like storage containers that they've made these cool little apartments. I got a beef. Uh oh. Oh God. Yeah, I got a beef with a plot line that I heard about the other day. Uh-oh. Batman. There are some people that say Alfred was Joker. Do you see that? Wait, what? No. There's some the same, the same article that he <laughs> no. got about no. Jeeps being no, having ducks in the Google this. Google it's bscarednews.com. Alfred is Joker. Alfred. Like, get your uncle mad.org. Wait a minute. Alfred. Alfred? Alfred? Wait, Alfred are they saying Alfred Joker. was Joker the whole time? Yes. And they say that they that Alfred did this. No, no, it's called Elseworlds. It's a whole thing where it's an alternate universe thing. And they that's what I'm pre- fucking, that's my beef. <laughs> that's but my beef. They do that all but the time. Not yeah. True? Yeah. There, there was an alternate DC story where Alfred became the Joker to prove his love for Batman. Yes, because he said Jesus. Batman was depressed, so we needed to give him a reason to live. Uh, I saw this and it pisses uh, me the fuck off God because Alfred heaven. was a frail old man. Yeah. He would never do this yeah. with Batman. And I, but that is true. And Alfred that's was DC spe- proved. Alfred is special forces. Yeah. He's British SAS. But he was old by the time he could have been Joker. <laughs> it's not, isn't that ridiculous, Marcus? Now, do you uh, have a beef as well? I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it's alternate universe stories are fine. I got yeah. no problem with no. exploring other ideas, other ways. I that do. They, like, uh, if I could, did you ever read uh, Red Sun? That one by Mark Millar is fucking amazing. It's Red a, Sun is 
fucking amazing. It's one of the best. Mm. It's the it just as a, an alternate universe where Superman lands on Earth twelve hours later. So he doesn't land in Kansas. He lands in Siberia. Uh, and he's Russian. Of, yeah, he and he becomes the great communist leader. He becomes basically he replaces Stalin. I hate to break it to you, uh, Superman's capitalist. <laughs> with, uh, without a doubt, the amount of merch that that man sells. <laughs> he works for the newspapers. Yeah. yeah. How is it to because this is your is this your first comic book? No, I mean I'd done other comics, but it was always working with other people's IPs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've done a Justice League comic. I've done a Batman comic. I've done. We did a four issue Modoc comic for Marvel. I did yeah. one for Dark Horse. In the, I don't know if you guys read Black Hammer, which is I love Black. Hammer. I did a little um uh, side story within that world, but yeah. that's other people. So this is from the ground up. Now, do you, it's awesome. kind of crazy to get somebody else's IP. Like, did you have to get like a binder of the rules of the yeah, characters? Like no, shit? I mean you can't go that crazy, obviously. But they you can't trusted. Have Alfred be Joker. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Um, you know, you 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 work within what you know of the thing, and if you go too crazy, like oh, or you'll you'll do something, and they'll and they'll say, for instance, in my Justice League comic, um, Aquaman is not in it because of the time it was coming out. They're like, well, Aquaman is about to go missing for a while, so that has to be part of your story. Work oh. that into it. Mm -hmm. So there was all that, you know, going on. Um, Where did he go? He there was they were doing some reboot on him. I think this was in the. Late also, 90s. Aquaman really dropped the ball on that whole Ocean Gate thing. That would have been a chance for him to be a superhero. And he blew it. Jason Momoa was unavailable. Aww. Yeah, he was not there. Yeah, so there, there was a whole... And I also, I know comic book writers who... Because they, they get comic book companies, the, the, big, the big two, maybe Dark Horse as well. But they get together the way like the WWE gets together. And they plot out the next year's worth of stories. Like, right. this will be our big crossover. And here's how your title will feed into it. And I remember... Uh, James Robinson, uh, um, who was doing this amazing comic back in the day called Starman. And suddenly there was a plot where Starman built a spaceship and went out into space for like 12 issues yeah. to rescue the first Starman. I was like, that was a weird right turn. And then a friend of mine <laughs> told me, no, they had this summer crossover event that he hated so much that he wrote a story where his character leaves the fucking planet so he doesn't have to be part of it. That's, yeah. that's, that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> well, it's like, and all, I mean, hell, Alan Moore did something kind of similar with Crisis on Infinite Earths during yep. his Swamp Thing run where yep. he just, he sort of took over the whole thing and was like, no, 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 it's not about the anti-monitor. It's about all these weird guys in South America that are trying to bring back like a primordial beast. Yep. Okay. He hijacked. Yeah, the largest great. one of the largest crossover events in history. It's and, amazing, and, and made a way cooler crossover event. Yeah, that was amazing when when Swamp Thing has to travel into the Netherworld and John Constantine and the Demon and Dead Man and the Phantom Strand. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, one of the best. What would ever. be something that DC or Marvel would disapprove of? But you're like, please God, I want to do this with one of their superheroes or supervillains. I've always wanted to do a thing. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be Peter Parker doing it, but within the Marvel universe, because it seems like Marvel way more than DC really is uh, anticipated the whole uh, the the warring techs right now, and mm -hmm. we're watching it. Basically, it's it's um, uh, Musk Tech versus Zucker, Zuck Tech. Basically, Zuck that's tech, what's going. Musk yeah, tech. Oh, God, it so is in, the dumb future. It is. Oh, it's yeah, the dumb yeah, future. Yeah, and in and in but in in Marvel, there's Stark Tech, there's Osborne Tech, there's you know. Uh, Osborne Tech, Oztech. And so I was like, either have a Peter Parker or a new guy come along and he becomes, he's like, these fucking assholes, they're all, all they do is build weapons and shit and they hoard it to themselves. So he starts just releasing um, open source 
uh, blueprint of not only oh, his advanced sweet. tech, but of theirs, so that everyone he can a have whistleblower. It. He, yeah. Well, not even almost like a Banksy, because these guys. Yeah. They, so then he forces like someone like Stark and Osborne and um, Octavius and even Doom. You know, they all have to go like, we've got to crush this fucking guy. Yeah. I you like know, this idea. and and suddenly they're all. They have to really question what it is that they do. That would be amazing. It'll be really cool because Peter Parker is the one who uh, has a moral core to a fault. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, there are problems with doing that. There is not the best idea to just have open source code for a repulsor oh, yeah. ray out there for anyone to have. Oh, yeah, because yeah, then anybody can have it, exactly. including the, mo then the most low-level villains. people, yeah. Yes. So, well, but then see where that goes. That would be an amazing story. I'd I like to see, that. I would like to see a comic book where Spider-Man Spider -Man apologizes <laughs> for killing Macho Man. Did you know that? <laughs> that was a Macho Man story. Did you hear that? So when he was filming Spider-Man, Macho Man was the wrestler. I know. When, in the, yeah, yeah, with, with his he, beard shaved. Bone saw, yeah. They put him against a dude who didn't know how to wrestle. Macho takes a bump. That's basically the beginning of the end for Macho Man. He got addicted oh, to pills and no. then he had a heart attack. So Spider-Man is responsible for killing one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Well, I single-handedly blame Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Okay. And I okay. would if I see him. <laughs> you killed Macho Man. He, did. he didn't help. That's for damn sure. Do you yeah. feel that there's a pressure that you're considered like like in the Mount Rushmore of like nerd culture, and then you you go mm -hmm. into you have to do this, you have to write a comic book. Do you feel like there's a lot of people who are looking at you being like, better be fucking good. Yeah, you know, I, no, not nerds. They're so sympathetic. Yeah, I know. They're, they're great. Not they're work nerds, nerds are folksy. They are non-judgmental. <laughs> they are supportive, and they they love hard right turns with their beloved character. <laughs> they love risk. Um, no, I mean, with I, I've never felt myself as one of the kings of nerd culture. I'm maybe one of the archdukes or sure. low-level yeah. earls. I put yeah. you within the arcana, the royal yeah. arcana. Yeah. And, and I, you know, because I'm still a fan, I, I, you know, I'm I'm not messing with anyone's IP. It's my own IP. I can do whatever the fuck I want yeah. with it. And I can tell the stories that I like. And, and it, as you get older, you start to realize well, there's 7 billion people on the planet. They can't all be my fan. If I get a tenth of those, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. That's more than enough to make a good living. So, you know, the people that try to, sometimes I feel like people that try to go global, that's when the product starts to break down. Oh, it has to and be lose so it Because it has to, yeah, it has to appeal to everybody. Yeah. It's like the, it becomes the food at Disneyland. Perfectly fine. But nobody goes like, I can't wait to Disneyland to get that great lunch menu. Yeah, it's like, like mm, that, mm, that's just fuel. That's not there to be tasted. Yeah. Right. You know? I, we've talked about it. The internet shows the all you need is really it's 100,000 fans. Yeah. If you have 100,000 fans, yeah, you can have a full on living doing whatever yeah. the hell it is that you want. Because, again, we don't need them. We don't need the big portals. We no. have the you can take it directly to the to the people. And they, yeah. they want it. Yeah. They want it. Then they will they will go and get it. It also was really telling when. um the Force Awakens came out, and the the nerd mafia there, and and they weren't wrong in saying this. There's just there's just a reboot of Star Wars. They just redid Star Wars. So then Ryan Johnson puts out the Last Jedi and really introduces some new concepts. Yeah. Like I rolls it. I rolls the those. fucking dice. Some yeah. of it didn't work. Some of it did. But he did something new, and the nerds went no. <laughs> they <laughs> right. screamed. So then. Um, the for the third one, that one was clearly done by committee. Like, okay, let's look at all the hate threads. Ugh. Let's try, it. and then it just and it completely. But in a weird way, it was. I think that was necessary because now I think it freed a lot of people. Going, oh, part of these people's pleasure is being outraged anyway. So there's, <laughs> there's no nothing point. you can do exactly. Yeah. So just just do what you want to do and do it the best you can. Little Mermaid fucks Aquaman. 
Can we make it happen? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Little Mermaid fucks Aquaman. That's the elevator pitch. Also, I hope where is his dick? Where is yeah. Aquaman's dick? It's inside. Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman has legs. He has yeah. legs. Oh, he does Yeah. Aquaman is merely a man who can breathe underwater. And yeah. you said that you wrote that story in late in 1999. Yeah. I believe that would have been when Aquaman left and came back with the, uh, the hook right. on his hand. Yeah, he got the hook. Yeah, he got the hook. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Literally we, got the hook. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Thank yeah, God, yeah. Marcus. <laughs> Thank fucking Christ. I, yeah. Man, this has been great. Yes. It's so much Thank fun, you man. so much, Pat. This has been I'll, awesome. Look, I'm happy to come back. And if you need another um, palate cleanser to, after whatever God awful rabbit hole you guys are about to go down. Yeah. You know, the weird hit. I will happily come back in and talk about severed penises and Great. fake See, priests. Isn't, it, it's isn't it palate cleansing? It yeah. is it literally nice. an amuse-bouche. It really is. And, yeah. and I'll save the story for next time. The story about the man who stole the forklift in the Lowe's parking lot, drove it to the Home Depot parking lot, and killed a woman in the Home Depot parking Whoa. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was mad. Yeah, he was real mad. Save it. But think about how fun it would be to drive a forklift around unabided. Like, no no one telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. You can just drive it. Oh, yeah, man, the chaos. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of fun. Minor threats. Check out the comic book by Dark Horse. Is there a place that you want people to buy it from? Well, I hope uh, wherever you're listening to this, if there is a local comic book store yes. or LCS, I hope that you go and patronize them and actually walk through the door and purchase a copy. Help them out. Always. Uh, if not... Uh, what you, was the name of the, the website we used for Soul Plumber that was only it chained together independent comic book stores? Bookshop.org? I believe that's it. Yeah. Bookshop.org is a great place to go shopping for books. That's where I get all my books. Awesome. Great. Great. Awesome. Highly recommended. Also, I'm going to recommend a movie from 2009 starring you, Mr. Oh. Oswald. Big fan. Oh, big yes. fan is I love fucking, big it's fan. got radio, no. it's got football, it's got <laughs> ideas. Big fan was fucking awesome. Thank I mean, you. all Thank your work you. is awesome. Yeah. And you're such a legend. And you were one of the reasons all of us got into comedy. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, Shaving your back with a rusty tunic clan lid is still one of my favorite <laughs> jokes of all time. I'll wow. fan out here on, on mic because I can. Yeah, I mice. would never do it to, to your face. Yeah. Thank you. No, yeah. uh, com- the Comedians of Comedy documentary is the awesome. inspiration for everything. That's, wow. that's the reason why we're sitting here today is because that documentary inspired yep. me so much. And so you got that checks in the mail. Don't well, worry. Then, I, then I'll be taking an extra bagel on the way. <laughs> yes, you got off easier than David Cross because the first time I saw him the first week I moved to New York in 06 and I tried him down for two blocks and uh-huh. I gave him a huge hug. You're so scary. I don't know. You saw like, him. You I'm saw a big fan. Yeah. You're the reason I got into comedy. He was very sweet. Yeah. I can't I, believe. I'm sure he wasn't thrilled. Can't believe I'm meeting you in the first week of August. Give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Doug Stan- I remember Doug Stanhope talking about how he was walking to his venue one time and he saw these crazy fucking looking guys walking down the street. So he changed the side of the street. He and then he was watching him go go right into his show and he's just like, yeah. oh, it's my fans. <laughs> well, we are amazingly blessed to have such great. Thank fans you. and thank yeah. you so much for being here Patton and uh, yeah alright everyone that's been this month's pl- palate cleanser yeah that's yeah. it thank you all so much for listening hail yourselves hail Satan hail Gein Magustalations everybody Mr. Aswell thank you for your participation watch your cocks <laughs> <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.